and welcome to a new season of the Uninformed Gamers, and welcome back everyone. As always, I am joined by the two co-hosts a tiger can ask for. Coming up first is our friend, our confidant, Mr. Mason, also known as Rad Dreams Review. How are you doing, my good sir? I am doing fantastic. Happy New Year, as always, to both you guys as well as our listeners. Hopefully, uh, we can leave 2021 behind us with uh, the most fondest of memories, of course, and uh, join in in 2022 in the hopes of it being a better year. Absolutely. We can only hope for the best. Coming at you with my other co-host, uh, who is also my brother from the same mother, introducing <laughs> Chris, also known as I Came a Lion. No, <laughs> absolutely not. That is not. Oh my god! No. So, not not to get off tangent, Devin, with that introduction, but you saying that reminded me of this coworker I used to work with at um, this my first job ever. So. I worked in the uh, dietary department of a retirement home, you know, making food and serving it. And we had an employee who was a girl that you can guess the hair color of uh, with this <laughs> with this story. Uh, she she was blonde, mm-hmm. but we were serving sirloin steak for the dinner, right? Right. And so I, I'm the uh, caller of the food. I'm the uh, what, what's it called? Like the expediter. Yeah, and so I'm calling it out, calling it out, and then I get to the an order of of sirloin steak. So I, I I say it, and she like looks at me with this like quizzical look in her eyes, like <laughs> like I'm speaking a foreign language, right? And so she's just like she turns to me after I say it, and she's just like, "What's sirloin?" <laughs> I'm like, "What?" It's it's pronounced sirloin for one, but it's a type of meat. Like, <laughs> like what is your problem? I thought you were gonna say she was gonna say sir lion or some shit. <laughs> no, no, just just with Devin mi- intentionally mispronouncing your uh, your tag, it just reminded me of that moment. And- and Chris knows what his tag is because I guarantee Chris has heard it where somebody's just like, who's this I came a lion guy? Yeah, right? <laughs> you are 100% correct. <laughs> when I like, I remember when I used to watch like Twitch streams, this oh, yeah, one yeah. guy, he was like, he like, I, 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 I clicked the follow and he like, you can see him reading it. Yeah. And he paused for a second. He says, I think this is chameleon. But I want to say came lion. <laughs> and I, I, it was it was really funny, and I was like, "Thank you for putting it together. I appreciate you. <laughs> like you, you appreciate the effort. You know, it so, helps. <laughs> so since it's been some time uh, since we did the last podcast, and it's a new year, uh, what have you guys been up to in terms of gaming and whatnot? Ooh, ooh, ooh. can I go first? Yes, right. of course. All right. I played a lot of great games. All right. Good. So, Let's hear it. First game I started with uh, before the end of 2021 was uh, Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh. You finally got around to it. Finally played it, huh? I played it and beat it. It was Ooh. fantastic. It was Probably. better than it should have ever have been. But like, really? 
Yes. But no, I had a great, great time. Go ahead. No, you, Chris, it takes you quite a while to actually beat a game. How long was it if you beat it in the in a month? Um, it's probably twenty hours. Okay, that's not bad. That's really not bad. Yeah. Um, and I I actually beat a lot of games. I was just it was just like there was a few weeks where I was just I I just wasn't feeling social, and so I I just I just sat in bed and I just played some games. I saw that you were playing uh, God of War. I that that's my second game. That's hey, the second game I beat was God nice. of War. All right, Chris. Uh, God of War twenty eighteen. Um, it was a fantastic game as well. Um, I I absolutely loved it. I thought they did a fantastic job. Great storytelling. It was it was really cool how while you're playing the game, they're giving you like back lore through yes. like uh like there's this like NPC head you yeah, have Mimir. with you i love mimir, he, <laughs> mimir he, yeah. dude he's like between like him and balder like they're my favorite characters in that yes. video game yes so he like he was like Devin. I, I know you haven't played it but he just he sits there and gives you like the lore to yeah. like their universe like as you're carrying him around that's it's, it's pretty awesome like um, the, the the one thing I loved most about him, and this isn't really a spoiler for anybody, but like when you go into the treasure vault, and, <laughs> and he starts going off on stuff, yeah, and, and Kratos is is like bantering with him about what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I, I just was like, holy crap, that is so cool. Yeah, yeah, they they did a really fantastic job, like telling like. I guess another culture's like history. Yeah. Um, they're like your God lore. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They did a really um, good job with the, the Norse mythology in that game. Yes. Well, I'm going to ask um, an obvious question before we move, go to something oh, else. Boy, first. I know what this is going to be. Go ahead. Is it the best game ever? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I knew you were going to ask. Yeah, like as soon as Devin said, I'm like, all right, here it comes. <laughs> it is not the best game ever. It, it just it can't be. It, yeah, like, it, it's a fantastic game, just not is, the best one. Yes, yes, it is a perfect ten game, but it is not the best game ever. It just it's just not that for me. It could be for I, someone else. I respect everyone has their own opinions. Fine, but if for me, no way. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm I'm a hundred percent with you, man. I I am a God of War stand, but it is not the best game ever. Yeah, I my biggest complaint about that game was. I was sitting there like running around doing side content without mm-hmm. pushing through the story. Yeah. And you have this unlocked <laughs> um fast travel system and it's yes. complete bullshit because you can't so Devin like they make you first when you originally unlock the fast travel system. Okay. You can only take these gateways back to this one location, right? Okay. And only when the game tells you, you can take them back to this look. It's, it's weird. So like, uh, so example, so the, the, the fast travel locations, like right in the middle of the map, it's in this, it's like on the water. It's in this central area. Right. Mm -hmm. If I'm like, say on one of the islands far away and I want to fast travel to a different aisle, I can't do that. Um, it's, it was the like oddest thing ever, but like, at some point, you finally get the two-way fast travel where you can travel back and forth between them. But again, it's still only when the game lets you. And then finally, as you after you finish the game and you're doing like going through and doing extra stuff, 
now you can fully use the fast travel system without yeah. telling you they're allowed to do it. I, I was just like, why? <laughs> yeah, like, as much as we talk about uh, Skyrim, um, I will say with Skyrim, their uh, fast travel system in that game is really well done, and I wish yeah. um, God of War followed that example of fast yeah. travel. Because mm-hmm. I'm right there with you, Chris, and, and the frustrations of uh, God of War's like fast travel system. It yeah. could have been better. Yeah. Um, yeah. definitely. But it's, it's, so it was a, it was, it was an inconvenience. Um, it was pretty, it was a pretty minor inconvenience. Yeah. Sure, it only took me a few minutes to get back to my location, but sometimes I just like, man, I would just like to. Yeah. You just want to go. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Um, but yeah, out of that, it was a fantastic game. Did you, um, um did you end up fighting any of the Valkyries? Got my ass absolutely whooped. <laughs> I am not meant for that. <laughs> so, uh, I, I I beat all of the Valkyries except the very last one where it's all of the Valkyries mixed into one package and it's like one of the hardest boss fights I've ever had to do in my life. Yeah, I heard about that and it's, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, it's, As soon it's, as I uh, like, the first one I ran into was fucking metal. And I was like, oh, yeah. this is stupid. I was like, yeah. I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's pretty tough. Yeah. She was she she popped me. I was like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. All right. So this is that this is that thing my buddy was telling me about. <laughs> <laughs> so like I knew it existed and I was like, yeah, I heard that these 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 the, there's like nine of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. I heard that they were like the the hard, like hardest things in the game. And then of course that like God Valkyrie, Valkyrie, yes. I'll call it. <laughs> yeah, she, she's on top of this, like, fiery mountain, Devin, and she's, like, all uh, of the Valkyries that you faced up until that point mixed into one package, and it's just, oh, you have to account bullshit. for, like, a bunch of different movesets, and it's just really annoying. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, last game for me. I actually finished three games uh, since we last talked. Um, I actually just finished the start out 2022, Psychonauts 2. Hey, that game is an absolute piece of art. Like it, it was incredible. Um, It was the, it was like some of the most creative map designing I've ever seen in a game. So it like followed like number one. The first one had very, very creative map, like map designing. This one followed that same suit. Um, So if, if there's listeners out there that played the first one and haven't got to the second one, I am like like the first one. You'll love the second one. It was it was very very good. Now um, are they both on Game Pass or is it just yeah. okay? Hmm. Um. I don't know if you can play the original one on PC. You'll have yeah. to fact check me on that. I don't really know, gotcha. but because it was on the original Xbox, I assume they have it up there, but mm-hmm. just not a hundred percent sure. But they are got for it. sure both on there. That's how got I played it. them. Um, but yeah, so wh- whoever's creative mind was behind all these arts on these levels, the, the way you interact with the levels, it was incredible. I've like, it's like the attention, the detail, like the way you like do different things, the platform, it is, it is Psychonauts is my favorite platform I've ever played. Really? Um, yes, it is I... like, and it's because it's not like. The, the, like I'm not very good at platformers; I just mm-hmm. never have been. But so it's very accessible to me, and it's extremely creative at the same time. I got like, you. The, the original one had some parts that were just absolutely daunting, hard, but I still loved it because it wasn't undoable. 
And this one kept along with that same thing where it's not undoable. You just just do your platforming thing. It it was it was really fun. I like I I can't say enough good about this game, but mm. like that it's absolutely worth every bit of playing. Very good. Well, all right, now now you're actually making me want to go and play. <laughs> yes, same, play the same. original too. Like you, like the original is really fun. It's a really good game. <laughs> of course. All right. Well, I guess I'm up next, and I did the exact opposite of Chris. I didn't finish anything. Oh <laughs> no! But what I did, however, do was actually end up going to the movie theaters to see two different movies. Uh-huh. Uh, the first one being uh, Spider Man. Um, no Way Home, which I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys, and some of the listeners may not like this, but I'm just going to keep it 100. I'm going to keep it real for the listeners. This Spider-Man, hands down, is definitely the best Spider-Man movie there absolutely will ever be. Wow. Okay. I have to say, I have never felt so many emotions in a Spider-Man. Um, there was so much nostalgia, so much, so many references. It was just hitting everywhere you wanted, everything you could want in a Spider-Man movie. This was it. And on the first time of this year, I'm going to give this a movie a 10 out of 10 hands down. No questions asked. Damn. That's very high praise. High praise. Would you say it's the best superhero movie you've seen? Would I say it's the best superhero movie I've seen? Yes. Um... I want to say no, and here's why I'm saying no. Because the best superhero movie that I've seen, it, it, it's a hard question to answer. Because a person can look at Avengers Endgame and say, oh, that's the best superhero movie because you have yeah. all of the superheroes. But then a person right. can look at Black Panther and say, hey, here's a superhero of diversity of representation. And yeah. that could be the best superhero movie. Yeah, yeah. Then I can look at Logan, and it's like, okay, this is a realistic superhero movie. This is like an actual character mm-hmm in the end, actually dying off. So I can't really say that it's the best superhero movie I've ever set, I've seen, but I will say it is going to sit in the top five of all time. Damn. I would agree with that, for sure. Damn. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal film. If you haven't watched it, I hate to say it, make the trek out to the movie theater, because this is a movie you <laughs> have to see on the big screen. Okay. Sweet. Now, the other movie that I've seen, I wish I wouldn't have gone to the movie theater to see Oh, it. no. Um, and that's going to be, unfortunately, Matrix Resurrections. And what I'm going to say to this is that once you get past the belief and the idea and the concept that they use to pretzel this story into life, it is an okay movie. Yeah. That is literally it. It is, okay. just, it is just an okay film. And that was the problem for me is that the original Matrix, or the original Matrix trilogy, was these films that really set the bar, set the standard of movie making. These movies you have never seen before. It was new. It was inspiring. It was Oh, yeah. It was jaw-dropping. Yeah, especially the first one. Especially the first one where they did the slow motion time, bending over backwards. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's been referenced in so many things. And that's the problem. It's been referenced so many times. It's been Mm. done so many times. This movie is very difficult to distinguish from, like, say, John Wick. Okay. And it's fine because obviously you can tell this is Matrix and John Wick is John Wick. But as anybody who's seen the Matrix trilogy knows how Matrix trilogy ended, again, you had to pretzel the story into life. And I don't think they did it in the most cohesive way. It was an enjoyable movie. I didn't fall asleep and I've actually watched it twice now. 
But that's one movie where I'm going to say, don't make the mistake I did. Mm-hmm. I bought a movie ticket, drove down to see the movie with an hour notice, sat in the theater, because I think I'd gotten in the theater at 2 p.m. Because of all like the commercials and everything, I didn't leave the movie theater until 5.15. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Hey, did you at least get a commercial for a movie you might want to see? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not like this. There were so many movie trailers. To be honest with you guys, I could not tell you a single one. Like it was like you just kind of tuned it out. It was like just so many movie trailers. I remember um, when there used to be like about 20, 20 or thirty minutes of them, and then boom. then it was it, no, Chris. There was like an hour in, of movie trailers. <laughs> And I'm sitting there, and like I hate to be that person, but I actually looked at my phone as the movie trailers are on. Like, all right, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> and, That's unfortunate. Yeah, and it was even more unfortunate that I actually paid to see Matrix Resurrections because if you have an HBO um, Max, Max, yeah, it's on there. It's on HBO Max, and that takes me to the third movie that I watched, um, but not in theaters, just on HBO Max, which was the newest iteration of the Suicide Squad. Now that was the um, uh, that's one with John Cena's Peacemaker, right? Yep, John Cena's Peacemaker and Idris Elba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deadshot. That is, dude. That was such a good movie. I am so surprised that I I enjoy that movie so much. I did too. Chris, did you have you seen it? No, Chris. This is a movie that's up your Dude, watch it. Like I came into that movie. uh, not to step on your toes, Devin, but like I, I, I came into that movie with zero expectations Same. because the first Suicide Squad was so bad. I'm like, well, this is going to suck. And then like right off the rip, it just pulls you in. And I'm just like, oh, shit, we're okay. here now. All right, let's go. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay, okay. it's literally that. It's campy. It's funny. Yeah. It doesn't take itself too serious. It's fantastic. I loved it. It might be one of my favorite. It's definitely sitting in my probably top five of favorite DC movies mm-hmm. because it because it's it's Chris. I hate to say it. It's legitimately funny. It is <laughs> like it, it is very very comical. Okay, okay, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's on HBO Max for the listeners. For Chris, if you haven't seen it, it's 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 not a long running time movie, mm-hmm. and it's over before you know it. Yeah, and, and you'll be surprised, honestly. You'll be surprised. Um, but one last thing, because I just remember that I watched this. And though we've talked about J.K. Rowling and her issues in the past, uh-huh. on HBO Max, as of January uh, 2nd or 1st, was the Harry Potter 20th anniversary. Yes, the return to Hogwarts, right? The yeah. return to Hogwarts. And I just hate to say it, but I have to say that it was a very nice return to Hogwarts. It was very nice to watch. Mm. I, I, I do want to watch it as well because I enjoyed the movies and I did enjoy the novels, even though I only read up to the Goblet of Fire. Um, like I read and finished Goblet of Fire, but then at that point I was like really burnt out by the books. And I'm like, right, I'll just watch the movies. <laughs> For sure. Well, the, Yeah, the I never watched the movie. The I'm sorry. I never read the book, but yeah. I never watched the movie. Well, I will okay. say the books do a, the movies do a great job. And oh yeah, books. cool, awesome. Because uh, I read a lot of books, and whenever mm-hmm. the movie adaptation comes out, I'm like, this doesn't work. But Harry Potter was one that actually does work. And mm-hmm. um, and it, what I guess for me it was just nostalgia because like I remember being young when all these started, and like you see the actors when they were young and their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah. and feelings about going through different scenes. And it was just refreshing to start 2022 like that. Yeah, that is nice. With a bit of positivity. But Mason, what's been up with you? What's been going on your end? Well, I've been able to game a, a lot more lately uh, now that I have some extra free time uh, because I'm in my yearly you know, winter shutdown mode at the you know, factory. Uh, so I've got three weeks off of work. Uh, so I've got plenty of time to just uh, do housework, uh, do stuff outside, and you know, play games and catch up on all, all that fun nonsense. Uh, so I've been playing, um, I decided to pick back up uh, Darkest Dungeon on Xbox Game Pass uh, because it's free and I wanted the achievements. Uh, so I picked that back up and my goal for 2022 is to 100% that game in terms of uh, achievements on Xbox. So I'm hoping to achieve that this year. That's a, uh, that's a cool one. I was watching a stream on it because that's yeah. the Darkest Dungeons uh, 2. Yes, uh, that is available on the Epic Game Store only. I do want to play it uh, because I'm a huge fan of the series itself. If you have not played Darkest Dungeon, I highly recommend it to you. Um, it's a very hard and unforgiving game, but it, it is fun. Awesome. So I played that, um, then, uh, like a madman, I decided to try out this ROM hack of a Pokemon game mm -hmm. called Pokemon Radical Red. Uh-oh. So, okay. so, <laughs> can, can I make a, a, a very bad joke right now? Yes. Go please, for it. Please tell me it's like Pikachu wearing a no-vax hat. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, so essentially, uh, for those listening, you might know what this is, but um, for those that are listening and maybe you guys don't know, it is a hacked version of Pokemon Fire Red for the Game Boy Advance. And what it does is it ups the ante and increases the difficulty with the gym leaders as well as trainers that you face in the world. Yeah. That you, you actually have to strategize and formulate a plan against or else you will just get decimated. And so I'm like, all right, I want to see how hard this is. It can't be that bad. No joke. I played that game. I dedicated a day to play it just as like to test out the waters. Mm -hmm. Dude, I got fucking slapped. <laughs> <laughs> like, I couldn't make it past the first gym leader for the longest time. Then I beat Brock and then I made it to Misty, the second gym leader. And then she clapped my cheeks. <laughs> and I, I, so I, I tried it again and again, couldn't make a past Misty. I'm just like, this is just too difficult for my skill set regarding Pokemon. Like I really need to do my research to actually do well in this game. So I gave up. And uh, I'm gonna save it to another uh, another day, and then um, then I played more Pokemon on the Nintendo Switch with uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, made some progress there, and then I picked up um, uh, Pokemon Emerald on a another ROM uh, for the like Visual Boy Advance on the computer, and been playing that. Uh, so just a lot of Pokemon. 
Darkest Dungeon, and that's about it. Um, then uh, kind of just just watching anime intermittently. Hell yeah. Um, checked out this uh, really cool anime called The Far Away Paladin. It's really nice. Um, recommend watching that if you haven't. Uh, it's just another like isekai, you know, transported to another world type deal. Love them. Love uh, them <laughs> so yeah, it, it's uh, it's very very cool. Um, it's it's definitely similar to like Mishoku Tensei, uh, Jobless Reincarnation for an isekai. Um, mm-hmm. So if you haven't checked it out, check it out. So yeah, that's that's about me really. So yeah, let's go ahead. Let's start with our first news story um, of the year. And yes. this one is coming from uh, Mason's department. Yes. And uh, Mason, you want to tell us a little bit more about the story? All right. So as as you guys know, and as I'm sure our listeners know, the regulations regarding video games in China are very strict. Um, and I didn't realize, like, how strict it was until like I dived down the rabbit hole, but it, it gets so bad that um, th- these regulations and these restrictions have caused 14,000, 14,000 small gaming studios and video game uh, connection companies uh, to go under. Like they've gone out of business because of these restrictions. 14. Thousand, yes. And to to kind of give you an idea of this, like the video game industry in especially Asian countries is massive. Like they have a huge following, like in uh, not only South Korea but in uh, China and Japan. Like they are very, very um, prominent. Like think like how big football is in the United States. Their esports scene is probably as big, if not bigger, than like the NFL, the NBA, and the Major League Baseball. Like that is mm-hmm. their that is their sports. That's absolutely insane, especially since China is like a very massive market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's absurd. And like one of the few studios that's able to kind of survive during this. Um, if you even want to call them a gaming studio, I, I call them a conglomerate, but um, it's Tencent. Um, I knew that's where you were going with it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, wait a minute, they're not. I was like, are they Chinese or Korean? I was no, like, they're, 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 they're Chinese. And yeah, they're, they just they are. Yes, they did. Uh, they they bought out um, the studio that does um, Back for Blood. Oh, wow, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, I literally just bought them. I'm kind of yeah. sad about that. Though. I won't lie. A little bit. Um, I mean, <laughs> I I hope that they do them justice, but based on yeah. their their track record with monetizing shit, yeah. um, I I don't see that going well. But who knows? Yeah. But essentially, like these, the attitude in China and their um regime that like their government they're convinced that video games serve as a what they call this is verbatim is a spiritual opium and an electronic drug what the hell does that mean dude i don't even know like the president uh xi jinping has 
mentioned his concerns and the psychological impact that he believes it places on young people. Uh, well, uh, China China can do whatever China wants to do. Um, that's definitely strange perspective. Yeah, uh, I just it just sucks for those companies. Like they're just trying to be out here making a living, making money, and they just they're trying their best to follow these restrictions and these laws. But it's just like it's very difficult. And it's pretty, and for a lot of people who don't realize this, and you obviously would realize this, a lot of things come, a lot of your gaming products come from China. Uh-huh. They do. Hate, hate to say it. Over this past, I over this past Christmas, I actually did something that I didn't think I was ever going to do, and I finally bought a microphone for my Xbox Series X. Yeah. And the first, <laughs> mic- no, and it was. I know it took me forever. And I found that the sale was on sale for twenty nine ninety nine, very mm-hmm. cheap considering all the other comparable ones were like fifty to a hundred dollars plus. And uh, look at the box, made in China from a company I've never heard of. Yeah, I, I take this headset home. I'm like, you know what? Finally, I haven't had a headset in a few years now. Now is the time to finally enjoy it. So I plug the headset in, and you know what? I have to say, it didn't work. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like, "Hey, it's pretty good." <laughs> no, 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 it actually didn't work at all. Um, oh, jeez. I-, I tried it for a few days, and I was like, "Okay, let me try this a little bit differently. Maybe the connection is not making connection." And uh, I gave up. I was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna. I have the receipt. I'm gonna return this." So I went back to the GameStop, and I uh, stood in line to get inside. I got inside, walked into the counter, says, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna return this headset because it doesn't work." And they're like, "Oh, well, it's supposed to work." And I'm like. Yes, oh, but I'm shit. still here because it didn't work with my Xbox Series X. Well, the box says it's going to work with your Xbox Series X. And I'm like, okay, I'm returning this because it's broke and it doesn't work. And they were like, well, um, would you like to get another headset, uh, the same company? I'm like, to be honest with you, I don't think I want to use this company again. Because yeah. if it didn't work the first time, why would it work the second? Exactly. Right. However, I look a little bit to my left and I see this little box and the box has a has the the headset that I was returning, but not only did it have the headset, it had a rechargeable battery pack. It had a controller skin. It had the cord for the rechargeable battery pack. And it had like some, um, some thumb grips. Yeah. For $29.99. That's, I mean, that's a lot for $29.99. That is a lot for $29.99. Considering I just paid $29.99 for a headset that was broke. Mm -hmm. And I said, I grabbed the box and I said, excuse me, is this $29.99? The lady says, yes. And I noticed that the, the box is from the exact same Chinese company from the box I just returned. <laughs> that is so, so funny. So I'm looking at it. I'm just like, well, to be fair, even if I just get the battery pack and the skin controller, that's twenty ninety nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Even if this microphone doesn't work, I'm still... I said, you know what? I'm going to do an even trade for this. You can keep that. I'll take this one with me. So yeah. Put it, we put it back in my bag. I go home. I take the everything out of the boxes. I almost did my own little boxing video, but I didn't record it or anything. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I uh, plug in the controller first because that was question number one. So I plug in the controller, and guess what? Didn't work. It worked. Oh, okay. It had phenomenal sound quality. Good. The phenomenal sound quality, the rechargeable battery pack has been fine. The skin, oh. the, the little uh, controller skin, I'm not going to lie. I feel like they didn't get the exact measurements. Mm. So <laughs> I, it off. Throw it so off. 
I don't know why this reminded me. Just a real quick uh, tangent. Uh, a Christmas gift that I purchased for my dad um, over the holidays was a Roku stream bar. And because he, he approached me, he was just like, hey, um, I want some sort of like sound system for my home and I want access to like uh, Paramount Plus and like other streaming services. So I'm like, OK, well, what can I get for him that combines those two things? And it was the Roku stream bar. And so I, I purchased that for him. And surprisingly, it was only uh, seventy nine ninety nine, nice. which was pretty damn decent, honestly, because it's normally like a hundred and fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. I bought it on like a Black Friday deal. And uh, so I helped him set it up after I gave it to him. And he's just like in love with him, in love with it, excuse me, in love, I, I, I gave the, the Roku streams my gender. <laughs> no, I actually he, love mine, I, I have one for my bedroom. As well. Yeah, no, he, he loves the stream bar, and, like, this is his first foray into streaming services, mm-hmm. so he's just like, I get all this? Because he, he's, he's stuck in cable mode, right? Yeah, okay. he's gonna subscribe to everything. So <laughs> be paying as much as cable. <laughs> oh, he's just like, oh my god, there's this, 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 and I get I'm a just free like, out of this. Yeah, so I'm just like, well, Dad, just I'll give you my Netflix if you give me your Paramount Plus, and I'll give you like my HBO Max. I'll give you my Disney Plus. I like, I'll give you all my shit if Aggling you just, a little bit. <laughs> if you give, if you give me your Paramount Plus because I wanted to watch. Um, the new South Park movies that are exclusively on Paramount Plus. Fair. Which, fair. which uh, leads us into <laughs> our next topic about uh, NFTs in a way. Because <clears throat> in the South Park movies, they make fun of uh, NFT culture. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mentioned on the previous podcast, I wanted you guys to like do a little bit of research to see what NFTs actually were. And you guys, neither of you did it, which is fine. Um, <laughs> I, I just didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't blame you. So because neither of you did it, I decided to go down the rabbit hole and look into it myself. Yes, mm-hmm. listeners, I did look up NFTs. I went to multiple sources. I went to every single media that I could find to find out what an NFT is. And after I've looked it up, I come to the conclusion it's a scam. And anywho, moving on. But no, it's it's literally just digital art that people pay for. That's all yep. it is. You, though it's digital, you're paying for the ownership. That way you always have it. Mm. That's literally it. So when we're seeing that uh, major video game companies, such as one particular company, mm, is getting into is, is getting into NFTs, I I honestly I just don't see the reason as to why. Do you guys? Yeah, I oh. mean they're just. I, they're just trying to make a buck, honestly, because um, like you, Ubisoft tried, failed. Um, that 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 freaking YouTube video that they released about it became like one of the most disliked videos on YouTube, and then they <laughs> changed their mind about going to NFTs like shortly after that. So I'm grateful for that. So I'm hoping that Square Enix, who wants to follow suit, changes their mind. So, if Square Enix actually introduces this into one of their games, 
What game do you think they'll do it? Chris, Square Enix only makes one game now. Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Which one, though? Probably. Know, it's coming uh, soon. Seven. Yeah, Final probably the, probably the sequel to uh, Final Fantasy Seven, mm. like the episode two. Yeah, I I actually have a feeling it's going to go to the MMO. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, yeah, I was I was going to say either that or the MMO. Yeah, I, I think it's going to go to Final Fantasy fourteen. But like, my... I just have this like so like either if they do that, it could kill their game and mm-hmm. lose their millions of dollars in subscription fees. And if if it goes like completely south, but they they could also be banking on it. If this goes well, we can make billions. Yeah. <laughs> but at what point though do you, does the consumer kind of say, "Hey, I don't see a reason in spending money on this particular thing for this particular thing for this particular game." And I know NFTs you can take them and put them in your quote unquote virtual portfolio, but is this is this going to be like the new Pokemon trading card game? It could be. I mean, like like anything really holds the potential to become something like that that's collectible. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I I mean, if I guess if you buy the right thing, <laughs> buy the, the digital rights to the right thing, like I'm sure like some things are going to have a higher value than others. But I know with Ubisoft, and we can and I can a hundred percent guarantee you, Square Enix is going to do this too. Only thing they're doing is they're putting an image and then just copying it several times and then selling it back to you. Yeah, yeah. And Square Enix is known for doing that with all their games. Yeah, we'll change yeah. a little thing here and there and we'll sell it back to you. Mm-hmm. And what, what's what's interesting about this too is the the the, the president Yosuke uh, Masuda. He made a, quite a interesting comment regarding um, NFTs as well. So he he says, "quote that." Um, these blockchain games that he wants to implement hold the potential to enable self-sustaining game growth by pushing a play-to-earn concept. But so in in my opinion, I feel like introducing this uh, concept of a pay-to-play to have fun is incredibly perverse and is um, detrimental to gaming as a whole but he claims quote that he thinks that there are a certain number of people whose motivation is to play to contribute by paying pay to contribute by paying yes that makes no sense like i don't even he says that he, he 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 wants to make the game more exciting this way me? I'm not really sure what games he's been playing, but yeah, I don't. This, this is a guy who gambles. <laughs> it has to be no, seriously, and that's kind of what NFTs are in a sense. It is a gamble because you can pay. Let's say you pay 500 bucks for an NFT. It does not mean you're going to sell that NFT for 500 bucks. It can go no. either way. It's a 50. Yep. Yeah. And personally, I don't think, and I I don't know if this because I'm an older generation now, and no, you two are both older generations. Mm-hmm. But just from my perspective, I don't see a reason as to putting monetary, any bit of my money into an NFT. Yeah. Because that doesn't, yes, I could make money. Yes, you can make money off NFTs. Don't get it twisted. I'm just like this. Why do I need to spend money to do that? Exactly. And and Chris really hit the nail on the head prior to the recording of this podcast when he said, 
that games should just be games. Yeah. That's it's as simple as that. Like we you buy a game console, not a not a NFT console. Like it's just it's like whatever they're trying to do, sure. Could you have some sector out like outside of your gaming division that's NFT? Go ahead. Go for it. Just leave leave the games to the games. <laughs> exactly. Like you don't need to uh, buttress these games with this blockchain technology that will just uh, saddle it with this toxicity. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Overall, it, it's a really scummy thing. But let's get on something a little more of a positive note. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the end of 2021. Yeah. Um, there are quite a few games that obviously got game of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but each um, video game website does their own top list. Yes. So uh, let's go through Kotaku's top list. And we're going to see uh, what you guys thoughts. Have you played uh, any of these games? And whether they you make it to your top list. Okay. That sounds yeah. good to me. Yeah, so the first one is uh, Death's Door. Have either of you heard of this? Because I'm not familiar yes. with this one. So I've I've heard of it, have not played it. I've heard of it, but not played it. It looks actually very, very fun. It looks very good. Um, mm-hmm. The art I mean, style is very unique. I do yes. like the art style. Um, this is, I guess, one that we might need to put on our radar for a, a weekender for uh, this upcoming, tw- or this 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's like an action RPG like dungeon crawl. Yeah, it definitely it piques my interest. Definitely, like I do appreciate how every game on this list list piques one of our interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the next one piques mine. Four is oh, yeah. five. Hi, hands oh, yeah. down, this fantastic game. Fantastic game, Mason. I have not played it yet, but I do want to because I love the Forza series. Oh, it's it's very fun. It's very addicting. Now uh, the next one, I think this one's a hands down across. Oh the yeah, board. yeah. Halo Infinite. <laughs> Like it's a must. It's a must play. Yeah, must play. Absolutely, hundred percent deserves to be on the top games of twenty twenty one. Hundred percent. Like if this game didn't make it to the top ten, I think we would riot it. Oh yeah, like <laughs> it needs to. Like it's almost like a, a shoe win, you know. Uh, yeah. So the next game on Kotaku's list is Hitman Three, and I have to say, Hitman is a series that I wish I enjoyed more. Yeah, I I'm with you on that. Like I've played them. And they're fine games. It's yeah. just I'm not like, yeah, Hitman, whoa. Yes. So I I personally have always heard good things about Hitman. Like everyone's talked very like yeah. arm's length about it. Yeah. Like, they're, no, like, they're, they're, so, they're solid. Yeah. yeah. Hitman and is a so great game. I have it. I like I have a few through the Epic Games Store. Um, the like the free, you know, the free like weekly like games. Mm-hmm. I got. I think I got a lot of them there, and then I do not have Hitman Three, which is the one that's on this list. Um, but I do plan on trying the games out and making my way through it. Okay, just, I'm I'm tr- trying this, but best I can to catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I definitely want to play Hitman Three because I enjoyed Hitman Two. Uh, the next one, and again, Life is Strange: True Colors. I played the original Life is Strange, loved it, never picked up another one. Same. Sure. I've never played any of them, but I I know about them. They're supposed to be good. Great, yeah. they're great narrative games. They're great storytelling games. Um, but again, there's just so many other games out there that I kind of forget about. Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next one, uh, Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy. 
Yep, should be on there. <laughs> have have not played, but I do want to. Have it not is played. funny, great storytelling, just great character interactions. It's it's exactly what you would think. It like, all right, it's exactly what you wouldn't think that a Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game could do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it does it. <laughs> it does like it does that like stuff like the movie. Chris, you actually, Chris, you actually kind of make me want to play it. It's it, dude, it was really fun. I like. There wasn't many dry moments in that game. Like it was actually really fun. That's right. good. And it, and your decisions have consequences. Oh, finally, which is awesome. Yes, I messed up on a few things. <laughs> All right, so our next one, uh, Psychonauts Two. My boy Raz, absolutely. I could definitely get a scene this one up there. Uh, uh-huh. Psychonauts has been like this big game for a very long time for a lot of people. I never played it though. Yeah, same. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. So the next game, I believe, won uh, best action game at this year's, this past year's video game awards, Returnal. Yeah, I've heard very good things about it. Just haven't played it. Yeah. This this was one of the few games that I actually watched the entire playthrough on YouTube. And just didn't seem like my kind of game, but it, mm-hmm. people really did love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard great things about it. Heard how hard it was. Very. Um, I don't like games like that. That, like you to progress, you have to get better gear. Mm-hmm. But it's, but it's random what you'll get in a in a story game like that. So I I wouldn't like this. Um, like I like RNG games. But not like single player games like this. Right. <laughs> I would have been annoyed just getting whooped because I couldn't get the better gear to move on. Yeah, this game seems like for me it seemed like it'd be more fun if it was like either co-op or or four player co-op. Yeah. Um that would make it doable. That would make it doable. But for me to be in that world by myself, I'm a, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Um the next game I is uh Sable. I've only ever seen trailers of this. Yeah, same. Same. Like, the art style looks super cool. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. It looks looks different. (laughs) It's unique, but I have never seen a single person play it, nor have I ever seen it on my friends list. Yeah, neither have I. Same with the next one. Um, Honestly, I I have not heard of it, nor have I seen it being played, but it's uh, called Unpacking. I believe it's on Game Pass, and if it's anything like moving out... Dude, that game's going to be fun. <laughs> so, from what I understand, it, I, I'm I'm assuming that the game is essentially you putting stuff in a room and organizing it. Yeah, yes, absolutely. So, huh. if, yeah, yes, Mason, you're actually video gaming the work you don't want to do. <laughs> I just, it's like I don't understand these games of like you know, uh, was it Lawnmower Simulator? Oh my god. That's a great game. <laughs> like, I just, I don't, I don't get it. It's, I really don't. It's funny that you say that, Mason, because I'm sitting there and I'm playing uh, my video games. I recently got Lake. And I just look at all the games that I have. I'm like, why are all of my games actual jobs I could go out and do? Yeah, for real. <laughs> like, oh, you want to be a post office? You want to like go cut some uh, lawn? Do you no. Want... <laughs> I hate mowing the damn lawn. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> like, literally, all video games are are just occupations and professions. Yeah. So I've never played Unpacked, but if it's on Game Pass, I think I'm going to pick that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is called Unsighted. I've never heard of this one. 
same. Never. Nope. I mean, it looks interesting, um, because it's got that, like, pixelated art and everything. Um, I just don't know enough about it to really comment, but just based on, like, the image alone, it, it does make me interested in playing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I'm going to hop on Game Pass right after this, and if one of these games is on the list, I'm actually going to probably uh, see about downloading it. Yeah. And, Unpacking uh, is on that list. Okay, then I'm definitely playing Unpacking tonight. Um, and then the last one is Wilder Myth. Again, a game I've never heard of. So I've, I've, I... heard, of, I've heard of it, and it looks interesting. Um, from what I understand, it's kind of like a uh, it's like a tactics game. Um, if you guys are familiar with like Final Fantasy Tactics, where it's like um, grid-based combat and it, it is turn-based-esque, like it's turn-based to an extent, but um, it's kind of similar to like um, almost like D and D in a way because yeah. of like the grid-based movement. It's got you know magic, it's got weapons, and that kind of like medieval flair slash fantasy. Uh, aspect to it um and it, it, it does look interesting oh huh. looks I, I don't think i've ever i don't think i've ever heard of this one yeah it's it like does look fun it, look, so it, it looks it, like xcom a bit yeah it's like a pr- procedural turn-based video game which means i'm out <laughs> yeah it, it is very similar to xcom well, if you if you played any of these games on this list, be sure to tweet us at yes. the Uninformed Gamers and let us know your thoughts. Um, For sure. Let's, let's go ahead and let's get to our final story. Yes. Uh, I'm going to ask both of you just a quick question. Have either of you heard of a guy, heard of the name Ken Levine? Yes. No. Okay. I have never heard of Ken Levine until now. Mason, why do you recognize his name? I recognize his name because he was at a Video Games Awards. Okay. Well, for those who don't know, uh, Ken Levine uh, is the veteran of the Ghost Story games. Um, You may not know that brand, but you do know that he is most famous for the 2007 Bioshock. Um, He's worked on games like Thief, The Dark Project, System Shock 2, and Freedom Force, and he actually opened up his own studio. Well, since he's opened up his own studio, which is uh, Ghost Story Games currently, uh, that was it. There was nothing. That There was literally nothing that came out of the studio. Mm. And it was, was acquired by Take-Two, I want to say, in what, 2014? And in the last seven going on eight years, this studio has developed literally nothing. It was 32 to 33 people. At what point do you as like take let's say your take two? At what point do you say you know what you gotta go? I, I there's I guess there's just a bunch of questions of like what mm-hmm. the hell is going on? Like well, what the story is is that the reason nothing has gotten done is because Ken Levine, again, I guess the creator of Bioshock, doesn't actually know how to manage people. Oh. They're surprise, saying, su- surprise, surprise. Oh, look, people who don't know how to manage a company. Um, what they're saying is that his management style is aggressive. People are quitting. He constantly changes his mind and ideas on a project. And it seems like he doesn't know what to do. But after having the studio for seven years and nothing's mm-hmm. getting done, 
at what point do you say this guy's got to go? I I mean, yeah, like there would be like I'd be like, well, all right, this is what we're gonna do. We're taking you out of the the day to day. We're putting someone else in charge that can handle this this stuff, and you're gonna be more along the lines of doing other stuff that you don't have to talk with the the people on the main project because obviously he can't be he trusted to do so or if if he's gonna throw a fit about that uh, yeah he's gotta go i mean like it's as simple as that like i i really don't know how a game could be stuck like that um and, and I, then i start to think about the pirate game mm-hmm. bones <laughs> um, at least there's progress being made chris <laughs> yeah until they restarted again <laughs> they just restarted it <laughs> yeah. um but yeah no it's that's really it's really weird like yeah uh, the take two hasn't stepped in and done something because they're like well we're we're paying you guys' payroll you guys aren't turning over anything yeah, so, yeah, because it, it's been what you said a little over seven years since yep. the studio was formed, and they still haven't released a product. They have not released a single product. Jeez. Yeah, because like I mean, if we're, if you're talking like a typical typical like AAA game turnaround time, you're looking at uh, five to six years, let's say, and he's he's going on seven. And yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> like, I was looking at the chart, um, and I didn't know this that Red Dead Redemption took seven years to make. So yeah. in the time you can get an excellent game like Red Dead Redemption, Ghost Studios has come up with nothing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, it's not to say that they didn't weren't working on something. They were actually working on this uh, space station game uh, uh, with factions, with players can align or oppose that was aimed to release in 2017. However, that never materialized. <laughs> and okay. I'm. It's just like this. This the studio's name is Ghost, and this is very accurate. With the <laughs> He's ghosting. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) you're not wrong. This is funny. This reminds me of a story. There was this. I think the story was somewhere in Europe. This museum commissioned this guy, this very, I guess, famous artist or whatever, to commission a painting um, for the museum. I think they paid the the guy fifty or is either fifty or seventy thousand dollars, and they said you can create whatever you want. Just here's the price tag, and here's what we're, we're allotting to you to spend. So the guy takes the money, and about three months later, he turns in his project. So when the museum gets the project, it is an entirely blank canvas. Hmm. And, and when they ask the artist, they says, hey, um, the, you sent us a blank canvas. He looks at him and says, yeah, that's the art. Corporate greed. And he hung uh. up. Played, <laughs> and I think that's what's happening with ghosts. They're just collecting a check for this Ken Levine guy to just practice being a manager and practice being a developer. But just because you had one big hit like Bioshock, well, you have more than big one. Just because you had Bioshock underneath your title does not mean you can just rest on your laurels and hope for the best. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I mean, at some point, he's got to personally realize I can't do this. I'm not like mm-hmm. I haven't released anything. Like I couldn't sit there day to day at a job, not doing my job, and continue to to fucking try to do it, and still not turning over anything, and be like, no, this is fine. Like he can't be that oblivious. 
you know? Mm, I'm sure he's so, like, not. Maybe he's just, like, too prideful to admit um, any fault. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there are a I, lot of people who are homeless and unemployed who are too prideful. Hmm. I hate to say it. Um, but, yeah, that is our topics, y'all. This was – welcome to 2022. Yeah. Uh, uh, apprehensive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be real because 2021 was quite the year. Yeah, we've had a lot. It was a long year. <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm I'm hoping 2022 will be better. I'm I'm apprehensive but cautiously optimistic. Chris, yeah. what about you? Are you excited for 2022? You're about to have a big 2022. Oh yeah. Yeah, my 22 uh, 2022 will be uh, gonna be the year. well guys thank you all for listening to the uninformed gamers if you like what we do be sure to like and subscribe and even give us a review on the podcast let us know how we're doing we are back for our season two as always you can find me at darkness tiger on the xbox live or controlling the twitter page at uninformed gamers all right chris go ahead and give your sign off yeah i am chris or i chameleon i you can find me on Twitter at Chameleon Games, and that's K-A-M-E-L-I-O-N Games. And I've been uh, Mason, also known as Rad Dreams from Rad Dreams Review on YouTube. So feel free to give me a follow there. Uh, also feel free to check me out on Twitch, Rad underscore Dreams. Uh, same goes for Twitter, uh, Rad underscore Dreams. And I am being more, I guess, uh present on xbox with xbox live but i need to change my username um because my uh gamer tag on xbox is m-a-s-u-k-e so feel free to check me out there uh i will be playing more of um darkest dungeon all right as always we will catch y'all next time thanks for coming bye later